Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Thank you for tuning in to Balance Black Girl. My name is Les. I am your host. And this podcast is all about getting our lives together together. So we talk about ways that we can live our healthiest, happiest, most balanced lives. Now, this month on the podcast, we've been focusing on book clubs. So each week we featured amazing black women authors who have launched their new books this month. So make sure you check out those episodes, add those books to your TBR list. But today we are going to wrap up the book club series talking about a very underrated form of self-care, and that is hobbies. And specifically, I'm going to talk about why black women in particular need to learn how to embrace hobbies. Now, don't throw tomatoes. Hear me out. I recently saw a TikTok that said that when black women get bored, we immediately jump to either getting another degree or starting a business. And first of all, I felt attacked, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But second of all, there's actually so much data to back this up. Black women currently make up over 60% of advanced degree program participants in the U.S. Now, getting an advanced degree not a bad thing. I'm not telling anybody to not go to school, to not pursue a certain career path. But what I'm saying is if you are pursuing that out of boredom, it might be time to reassess. Also, according to research by JP Morgan, black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs, which means that we are opening businesses at rapid rates. Again, black women in entrepreneurship is fantastic. And we can acknowledge that being an entrepreneur is not always the best thing for your well-being. So we really have to look at the why we're doing these things. Why are we pursuing these degrees? Why are we pursuing these businesses? And is pursuing these things in the best interest of our well-being? Now, if you have a dope business idea that you want to bring into the world, fantastic. If you have a specific career aspiration that requires a certain degree, love to see it. However, if you're bored, if you're sad, if you're lonely, if you're going through a breakup and you're going through it and you want to get revenge on somebody, back away from the grad school application. Just hear me out for one second. If you have no desire to practice law, why are you looking up law school programs? If you do not want to spend years of your life dedicating hours of research for one specific topic, why are you looking up PhD programs? Valid question. Why? It could be a good time to reflect on that. It could be a good time to reflect on what you think that program or that degree or that business is going to do for you. And if you're seeking that from a place that is anything other than desire or an aspiration that you already have, 
it might be time to reevaluate what you're doing. Now, I'm speaking from experience. Like I said, I'm attacking myself right now. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree. I graduated from college a long time ago because I'm not as young as I once was. Uh, And when I was an undergrad, I studied business and communications. And we can get into that whole experience another time. But my first couple years out of college, I was really struggling. I had started down a career path that just was not a good fit for me. I was in relationships that didn't feel authentic to who I was and what I wanted. And I was in this cycle of getting up, going to work a job that I didn't like, going to the gym, and then coming home to just think about how the next day I needed to get up and go to this job that I didn't like. And that was my life every single day day. So naturally, my mental health wasn't the greatest. And I felt really dissatisfied. And one day I was like, I know I'm going to go to grad school. I like wellness. I like nutrition. I'm going to be a dietitian. Now, I don't know how much y'all know about the process of becoming a dietitian. If you're listening and you are a dietitian, then you're familiar. But it is very rigorous. About 10 years ago, when I was pursuing this, You had to have either a bachelor's or master's degree from an accredited dietetics program. You had to do a internship, which is part of your grad school program that you pay for. That's basically like a full-time job. And in order to even get into one of those programs, if you did not have an undergrad degree in a related field, you're going to have to start from scratch, basically doing like a post-batch program to get all of the classes you need. And like I said, I was a business major, so nothing I did in undergrad counted towards this nutrition degree. So I had to go back to community college and I had to take every class over from scratch. Now, again, that's not a bad thing if that's what you truly want to do. So in this season, I was still working the job that I didn't like. I was going to school at night and on weekends at community college to try to get these classes. In true black woman fashion, I also picked up a couple of uh, side hustles along the way. So I was personal training. I was working for a nutrition nonprofit where I was teaching nutrition to elementary schoolers. And for a while, this actually felt kind of good because I was so busy that I didn't have time to think about how much dissatisfaction I had in my own life. But after a while of doing that after about two years actually was about how long this took. I hit a wall where I started getting super burned out. Now, also during this time, from a financial standpoint, I was trying to save as much money as possible because an undergrad, it was ridiculously expensive. I had a crazy amount of loans and I was very determined to go to grad school and to become a dietitian without taking out loans. So I was working all these jobs, going to school, doing all these things, saving this money, After about two years of that, I got to a point where I actually saved enough money for my first year's grad school tuition because I was just living, was living real rough (laughs) for several years, not really doing anything that would have brought me any sort of joy because everything, all of my energy, all of my money was going towards this goal. And so I really hit this wall where I got so burned out and I had to really reflect and be like, why are you doing this? Is this what you really want? I was doing the math and I was realizing that I wasn't going to be able to finish that degree or finish a program without taking out student loans. I had worked my butt off, spent little to no money, living very bare bones to save tuition for my first year. And I was like, that's just tuition (laughs) just for the first year. How am I going to live? How am I going to live for these two to three years that it's going to take to complete this without taking out debt? And how many more years is it going to take for me to work and continue saving? Now, if you want to do those things, 
great. If being a dietitian was like my life's dream, then it's worth it. But I realized that I was actually just doing it because I was sad, because I was lonely, because I was bored, because I wanted a distraction from uh, how unhappy I was in my own life. It wasn't actually my aspiration. And when I had to say, okay, is this worth it to you to either continue working and going at this pace for however many years until you can save a ridiculous amount of money? Or is it worth it to you to take out more loans and to get in debt for this goal you're reaching towards? And when I really thought about it, the answer was no. It wasn't worth it to me. I didn't actually want to be a dietitian bad enough to do any of those things. And I realized that my real why behind what I was doing was that I wanted a distraction. I wanted to feel distracted from my daily life that I felt so dissatisfied by. I didn't want to face how lonely and isolated I felt. And so I wanted to fill my time with things, with stuff, with activities, especially as a first generation college student, as a first generation, like not teen mom, going to school is always the default. You can always go to school and that's your ticket out of things. But when I realized that there actually wasn't a very good return on that investment and not even just an investment of money, but like investment of energy and how much time it would take and how much energy that pursuing something like that master's degree that's very rigorous to make no money and to have no life for so long, the return for me wasn't worth it. Now, again, I'm not saying that nobody should go pursue these paths because we need us in these spaces. We need black women lawyers and doctors and dietitians and therapists and researchers and PhDs. But we need people who are doing that because that is their calling and that is what they truly want to do. We don't need to be pursuing these things because we're bored, we're lonely, we're sad, we want a distraction. There are actually a lot healthier ways to address feeling bored, lonely, sad, or wanting maybe a healthy distraction. And that, my friend, is where hobbies come in. So let's talk about why hobbies are so important for our health and particularly why black women need them. First off, what is a hobby? Hobby, what's that? Who's that for? That's for rich people. We don't have time for that. Lies, we do. A hobby is just an activity that you do purely for fun, purely for pleasure. You're not doing it to make money. You're not doing it to get ahead at work. You're not doing it so that somebody else thinks highly of you. You are doing this thing purely for the fun and enjoyment that it brings you and no other reason. According to a 2015 study published by the Society of Behavioral Medicine, engaging in leisurely activities is correlated with more positive moods, with less stress and lower heart rates. So there are real health benefits to ensuring that there are some things in our lives that are purely for enjoyment and leisure. Now, learning new skills via activities or revisiting old skills, maybe things that you did as a child that you pick back up as an adult, is really great for your brain. Our brains are incredibly malleable. And as we learn new things, our brains continue to develop and continue to rewire. And that helps us be able to balance and manage our emotions better when we're not stuck in the same old routines and patterns of thinking. Now, having hobbies can be a slippery slope because a hobby can turn into a side hustle real quick. And we are very good at that. One minute you start a blog because you like writing about wellness. And the next minute you host a podcast and make money off of it. Again, I am 
I'm adding myself because that is very much what happened to me. Or one day you find a good deal on a camera from Craigslist because you want to learn how to take pretty pictures. And the next thing you know, you're side hustling on the weekends as a photographer. Like it can happen really, really quick. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's not your intention, it's really important to get crystal clear on your why. Why are you doing such an an activity? Or if you're starting a side hustle, why are you starting this side hustle? And are you able to distinguish between the two? Now, there's been so much talk about the soft life and why it's good or why it's bad or whatever. Everybody has their own definition and opinions that are shaped by their own experiences. And I understand that a lot of criticisms of the soft life are rooted in some of the depictions that are very promoting materialism, right? Like the soft life equals designer purses, Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Again, depends for you. But I do think that everybody deserves softness. And I think having areas of your life that are purely for joy and just because they make you happy is a form of softness that we can all have and enjoy and benefit from. Now, you might be wondering, why are we talking about this during book club month? Because all month we've been interviewing authors. We've been talking about what books we're reading. Where is this coming from? Well, my friend, that's because reading is an incredible gateway hobby. Actually, for me, my own reading experience has been kind of my entryway into having hobbies because I was, again, going back to school for terrible reasons. I have been queen of the side hustle. I've never had just one job since I was about 23 and I started side hustling. So I get it. And I needed this message just as much as everyone else who is receiving it now. And sometimes I still need to be reminded of this. Like a lot of the things that I say is not me talking at you. It's talking at myself (laughs) and sharing it with you. But reading has been a really beautiful act of self-care for me, and I want to share that with other people. As a kid, I was super nerdy. I loved books and devoured books constantly. Naturally, as I got older, I really fell away from that because after college and how much reading is required at college, I was like, I don't want to read nothing for no one. I'm tired. I don't want to read. I don't want to write. I don't want to do any of that. And then in my mid-20s, I naturally fell into the personal development trap where it was like, okay, I'm no longer fatigued of reading. I want to consume this content. So I have to be reading about business or I have to be reading about mindset. The things that I'm reading have to be productive and about getting better and making money and being in my career. I hadn't read a fiction book in ages, probably like English class in high school, if I'm being totally honest, was the last time that I'd really dug into some good fiction. And then over the holidays in 2021, I was home visiting my family and I had some downtime. I spent a lot of it on TikTok. (laughs) And while I was on TikTok, I actually saw a video pop up that was a review on BookTok about the book Seven Days in June by Tia Williams, which is a beautiful book. I really liked the video and the things that the person on TikTok who was talking about it said. So I was like, you know, I could probably do a little less TikTok during this holiday break. I'm going to download this book and I'm going to read it. So downloaded the book to my Kindle and I devoured it in about two days so quickly. And that was the entryway into my romance novel addiction. And you know what? I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed to say that I love me a romance novel. And I've read 
many romance novels since then. But what I especially love, not even that I loved that book so much, like it is a beautiful book and a great read, but I loved the story and I loved getting lost in a story. I loved getting to know these characters and seeing their growth and learning about them and feeling like I could turn my brain off for a little bit, but that I wasn't being bombarded with information. Because when we go on something like social media, we can kind of turn our brain off, but it's loud. We're constantly seeing what everyone else is doing. We're looking at everyone else's lives. We're comparing ourselves to what they're doing and how do we fit in and are we measuring up to our peers and so and so's engaged and they have a baby and they have a house and they have this and influencers make us want to buy stuff. So getting lost in a story allowed me to not feel like I'm working and turn my brain off in a way that actually felt restorative. Like when I was reading at night, instead of scrolling on TikTok, I slept a lot better because I wasn't having my brain firing of all these things that I had just seen. I didn't feel like I wanted to compare myself to other people as much because I felt so immersed in the world of these characters that I didn't need to be immersed in the world of strangers that I saw on social media. And that ability to truly unplug and unwind and relax and get lost in this story became a really beautiful act of self-care and prioritizing reading fiction and reading things because I just enjoyed them actually really set the stage for me to start doing other things that I enjoy. So that's why I call it a gateway hobby. It's like one thing that you do for fun that kind of introduces other things that you can do for fun. And since then, y'all, I've been a lady of leisure. Okay. Definitely more so than I was before. So reading those stories has let me have a little bit of fun writing my own stories, which will never see the light of day. I'm not trying to be, you know, like a romance author, but it's been really fun to get creative and to write my own stories just that are fun or for me to see. Or I also recently took up tennis earlier this year. If you follow me on Instagram, I talk a lot about it because it's been really fun. I am terrible at it. Like I'm not the next Serena by any means. And I can still barely like hit the ball, but it feels like play. It feels like recess. It feels like I'm just outside running around doing something fun and getting energy out. And what that has done is it has really helped me heal feelings of perfectionism, right? How many of us deal with perfectionism because we've been told that we have to work twice as hard to get half as much and we have to be 10 times better than everybody at everything but if we're doing something just for fun it actually doesn't matter how good we are at it there is no working twice as hard to get half as much when we're just playing the only thing that you're trying to get is a bit of enjoyment and that's not comparative to what someone else has or what someone else gets and i realize that it's okay to be a beginner. I think a lot of us can feel like if we didn't do something as a child or if we didn't cultivate a skill as a child, then it's too late to develop it in adulthood, whether that is a sport or a language or artistic skills. We can think, okay, well, I didn't do that when I was young enough to be able to get my 10,000 hours by now and I'm not an expert. So why try? Like, why try to play tennis if I'm not Serena? Why try to take a dance class if I'm not as good as like the girls in the playground videos? What's the point? The point is that you're always growing and you're always learning and you're always evolving. And if you enjoy it, then that joy is the point. Now, a quote that will live in my mind rent free for forever is from our queen, Beyonce. 
in Homecoming where she talks about the significance of rehearsal and how people don't want to rehearse because they don't want to look silly, because they don't want to be a student, because they don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. But being silly and being a student and not knowing what you're doing is actually so important for developing that skill or becoming who you are. You can't get better if you don't try. And we deserve to try new things and to have fun with different things, no matter our age, right? I'm in my 30s now and your 30s are such a weird time because leading up to the age of 30, it feels like 30 is this big cutoff to do so many things. If you have not gotten exactly where you need to go in your career by 30, it's like, oh, what are you doing? If you're not married by the time you're 30, like, oh, uh-oh. When really 30 is like the beginning of so much. It's the beginning of adulthood. You've got your first decade of adulthood down. And you're finally getting into a groove. And for many of us, Lord willing, we'll live far beyond our 30s. And can you imagine staying exactly the same from your 30s to your 80s purely because you didn't learn something or do something or check something off by 30? Like that doesn't make any sense. Of course, you want to try new things and continue evolving and play and be a beginner and be a student and stumble your way through things that entire time there is no cutoff it's completely fake and I can go into a whole different rant about how that's related to the patriarchy but I'm going to keep it to hobbies and I'm gonna keep it cute for today So your hobby doesn't have to be reading romance novels. Now, I I recommend that because I like it and because it helped kind of cure a little bit of the hustle culture in me. I also think that reading can be a really great entry hobby because it's so accessible. Whether you borrow books from a friend or you borrow books from the library or you have it in your budget to maybe buy a couple of books each month, but actually read the books that you buy. That's the key. It's just something that is so accessible for many people to do. But if you're like, Les, I'm not into it, that's okay. What are you into? What activity did you want to do as a kid that maybe you couldn't do for various reasons? Maybe it wasn't available to you then. Maybe you didn't have the money for it. Maybe it wasn't accessible. How can it be accessible to you now? Because as adults, we're just bigger versions of our kids' self. If it interested you back then, it probably still interests you now. I have a friend who is about to start adult gymnastics classes because she dabbled in gymnastics as a kid and didn't stick with it, but always had that interest and really regretted not sticking with it. So she's going back to it now. Amazing. My mom, who is in her 50s last year, joined a rowing club because she always wanted to learn how to row. And so she joined a rowing club at the local lake where she would take rowing lessons and race with her team. And she's in her 50s and did that purely because she wanted to. And it was fun. So whether you take up a sport or get into reading, or if you love flying, flowers, like buy yourself some fresh flowers and make arrangements just because you like them or take a pottery class or take up jigsaw puzzles or get some adult coloring books or even just print out adult coloring pages that are like PDFs that you can get online for free and just color and paint and express yourself and do so for the sake of letting it make you happy, not to create a masterpiece, not to be the next great athlete, not because you have to be perfect, but purely because that desire is within you and you want to follow it. And as somebody who has done all of the wellness things, all of the personal care things, all of the personal development things, I can say that 
doing activities just for the sake of enjoying them has done more for me over the past year or so that I've been prioritizing it and so many of the other self-care and personal development things that I tried to do before that because a lot of that stuff is other people's words in your head right all of those self-help books is the perspective of that author and what they think you should do even podcasts even this podcast even if you're like girl bye less I don't care about what you think I should do that's fine but what is it that you want to do for you and getting clear on that can do so much more for you than taking in the words and the opinions and the shoulds of other people and having things that are in your life for the pure sake of your own enjoyment is a really great way to do that and I I think that it can teach you so much more than forcing yourself to do things that may not be working for you, right? If we think about relating it back to books, how many of us buy those personal development and self-help books? We leave them on a shelf and we never read them. That's me. But picking up a fiction book that I really enjoy, I will tear through that. That book will get read and it'll get read with a quickness because I actually want to be there consuming that content. So Allow yourself to have a little bit of joy and to have a little bit of space for enjoyment. And the next time that you start looking up grad school programs and looking into going to law school, even though you know you don't want to be a lawyer, reflect on what void that's trying to fill. Are you trying to fill a void that is just looking for companionship and connection and play and joy? Are you trying to fill that with achievement? Because I think that for a lot of us, that's what we're trying to do. I know that's what I was trying to do. Reflect on that and reflect on where that need is coming from and ways that you can actually meet that need that won't require such a drain on yourself, on your mind, on your body, on your family, on your finances. Are there ways that you can fill that void that are actually going to pour into you? I think that doing things that you enjoy could be a good alternative. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Balanced Black Girl. And thank you for tuning into the book club series. Again, I hope our conversations this month inspired you to pick up some new books to support the black women authors that we featured. And I hope that today's conversation really inspired you to do some things that are fun just for you, not because you have anything to prove, not because you need another achievement, not because you need to check a box, but purely because it feels good and because that's what you want to do. Head to the show notes for more information about today's episode, as well as uh, special discount codes and hookups from our amazing sponsors. We have some great sponsors who are giving us special offers. And when you use our codes and our links, that lets them know that you found them from Balanced Black Girl, which really helps support the show. So next week is a new month. New month means new series. And next month's series is all about leveling up, breaking through plateaus, and getting out of ruts. Okay, so next week, we're really diving into spring, we're revisiting our goals from the beginning of the year. And we're kind of reinvigorating some of that new year energy that we may have lost along the way. So make sure you're subscribed. And I'll see you next week. Bye.